I'm going to try to do this somehow. Just grab a seat. We're going to get going here. A little bit behind. Hopefully I won't speak too quickly to catch up. If you could sit down, that would be wonderful as I adjust this to fit my ear. I want to start by uh, just... If you were wondering, the person who led worship was Kalani. This is not going to work. Is Kalani, and she is, we're not hiring her, okay? She's not for hire. I know she's awesome. Jemima is gone, and Devin and, uh, and Kalani are going to carry the load for us as, God, man, as, as, uh, as we move forward. Don't worry. I got this. All right? And, uh, and so she has some stuff out, out on the table, some of the stuff that she has. You can buy uh, CDs and stuff. All right? And it's in the, in the lobby. Um, I, wanna, I just want to say uh, a quick uh, thank you to all of our mothers that are here. Uh, we love you, and we're thankful for all you've done, uh, the way that you reflect the kingdom and the Father's heart to us and to all the women here who desire to be mothers, who God has planted a seed to be mothers in your heart, and you may be trying to get pregnant, or you experienced devastation in pregnancy, and we want to bless you as well, because we know that that desire comes from our Father, and, uh, and so I'm just going to pray right now, uh, a blessing over you, and so, um, yeah, but we are, we're glad you're here. Father, we thank you for the moms that are here today, for the love that you have for them, and the way that you have blessed us through them, the way that they care, watch over protect, lead, and um, speak truth into the world and build your kingdom. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, moms. May his face shine upon you. May his grace and mercy find their way to your heart and your soul, and that you would find life in our Savior, Jesus Christ, and continue to pour out his love uh, on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, walk this way. It's week four. Last week I was at Ocean City Church, our church playing at the beach, preaching, and, um, and uh, Alan spoke on week three, chapter three, this is week four, chapter four, and um, today I want to talk about um, the power of speaking boldly, and um, we see that in chapter four, we see that all through Acts, uh, how we speak with boldness, uh, the power of speaking boldly, how we speak with boldness, what we boldly testify to, and what happens when we speak boldly. I don't know if I'm going to get to all those points, but um, we're going to try, right? And we're going to see, like, this is what happens when you live in the kingdom and you do these things. It's powerful, crazy. All right, here we go. Scripture, Acts 4, 1 to 31. And this is a longer section, but, I, but there's power in the word. And, and whenever I read the word, whenever you read the word, God moves, okay? So if I don't finish, like, he's finished right here, and he's going to speak to us. And as they were, this is just after he's healed um, the, the dude that was lame, okay? And he's jumping around with him, following him around. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon him, them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those he would have heard the word, believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired. I skipped a few verses there on purpose. By what power or by what name did you do this? 
Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no one, no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a noble, for that a noble sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in his name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or to teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the, because of the people, for all were worshiping and praising God and for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. When they were released, they, were, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, and then there's a prayer. And at the end of the prayer, they say this, And now, Lord, look upon the threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Come, Holy Spirit, open our eyes, open our hearts to hear and to see uh, who you are and to move in power and boldness. Amen. Okay, so the first, there's a sub-point. One of the things that happens at RCC is that when we invite the Holy Spirit to come, like people with good intentions and love in their heart for Jesus say, well, aren't, don't we already have the Holy Spirit? This is the scripture we quote when we answer that question, right? Don't we already have the Holy Spirit? What, does he leak out? No, he doesn't leak out. But there are times, yes, we're filled with the Spirit. We're filled all the way with the Spirit. He lives in us. But there are times we see in scripture where the Holy Spirit comes on them when they've already received the Holy Spirit and empowers them to do ministry, ministers to them, you know, communicates the, love, the Father's love and do these things. So we invite the Holy Spirit to come because we see it in Scripture, okay? We see it in Scripture. And so that's the way we think about God. That's our theology on the Holy Spirit. And that's just kind of like, yeah. And so if that's concerned you or you question that, that's what, Miles, it's good to see you. Didn't know you were back from the mission stuff. Thank you for being here. Love, Miles. Okay, power of speaking boldly. The story begins, and they want to know, where is your power coming from? Where did this power come from to heal this guy? And that's what they're after. 
And, and what happens is the Holy Spirit comes on Peter, and he gives a speech, and he says, in the name, you know, in the name of Jesus, that's how he was healed. But also, not, was, not only was he physically healed, he lays out that there is a spiritual healing that needs to occur. There's a spiritual healing that has to occur. It's one of the most famous verses in the Bible. And, you know, when he says, you know, you have to receive Jesus Christ. It's only in the name of Jesus Christ that you can have salvation. Very powerful statement. Very powerful statement. So when we talk about Christianity compared to other religions, this is the verse that is our foundation. We believe that there is no other name under heaven and earth that you can come to salvation except through Jesus Christ. Foundation of Christianity, foundation of who we are as the children of God, what allows them to speak boldly is this reality, this truth, okay? Now, um, one of the things that it, it says that they're astonished, and one of the reasons they're astonished is because they speak in boldness, and not only do they speak in boldness, but they're kind of like dummies, yeah? Like, it, it, these words in the Greek mean ignorant, you know, or illiterate, literally, illiterate, and, and the word is idiote, the other word, right? And so basically they're saying they're like ignorant idiots is what they're communicating. And they're like, there's something in this. They're ignorant idiots, but there's power we have to deal with because this dude was healed and they're speaking with boldness. And they're astonished because of that. And this communicates, it's not about your theology. It's not about your wit. It's not about what you know. It's not about your wealth. It's not about your family name. It's not about how organized and together you are. It's about one thing. It's about one thing. Do you know Jesus? Have you experienced Jesus? And that's it. Are you willing to tell people who you are, what Jesus has done in your life? That's bold speaking. That's what it means to speak boldly. Okay? And so, again, when we think about boldness, not again because I haven't said this yet. When we think about boldness, I meant to say it at the beginning. When we think about boldness, <laughs> we think about boldness, we think about like, angry kind of speaking, like in the name of Jesus, you better repent. And if you, you know, like we think that's boldness. That's what boldness looks like. And, and that's true to some degree, unless you're angry. That's not boldness, okay? Boldness is speaking the truth or feeling the freedom to speak the truth because you know who Christ is and has a confidence, and you have a confidence in that. And as a result of who Christ is, you know who you are. And so in, when we look at boldness and what Scripture talks about boldness, it's really a state that we live in of who we are. It's an identity. We really, there's an identity that we understand about who we are. And as a result of that, we feel like we can speak freely. We can speak with confidence. We can speak frankly about who we are and who Jesus is. And that there's nothing that you can do to take that away from me. Because I know that I am loved. My experience with Christ has communicated to me as, I, as he has loved me that, that this is who he is. And that's not going to change. And this is who he's made me. And there's no condemnation. There's nothing that can separate me from that. And so bold speaking is not like angry, angry yelling or like aggressive, loud speaking because many of us have never, never done that and never will because you're normal and you love people, right? And so it's much more dangerous to be like the aggressive, you know, like kind of person. But that's what they're talking about here, is a state of being. You know, and uh, there's a story of Stephen the martyr in the next chapter that we're going to look at. And, uh, and he speaks boldly, but he speaks calmly. And he speaks of, of a testimony of Jesus Christ. 
And he begins way back, he's speaking to Jews about who they were and the, and the favor they have with God. And it ends with the power of who Christ is. And as a result, they begin to stone him. And what is the most bold thing about what he says, he says in a, in a very loving, in a very caring, and compassionate way. And it would not have been yelling because he was being killed. And it says this um, in Acts 7. It says, and as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Last thing he said, in the midst of being stoned, what Jesus said on the cross. How bold is that? How loving is that? How powerful is that? You know, when we, when we look at when we look at what boldness does, it has at its heart the desire for people to know Jesus, to know the love of Christ, to come to Christ, to become his child, to be forgiven, to be cared for. And so when we hear aggressive speech, you can be speaking about Jesus, but if it's not coming from a loving place, if it's not coming from being filled with the Spirit and the love of Christ and the compassion of Christ, if that not, is not your foundation, you can be speaking of Jesus, but in your heart there's anger. In your heart there's, there's condemnation, there's finger pointing. In your heart there are things of the world coming out that don't reflect the kingdom, don't reflect the love of Christ. And so it's so important, it's so important that not only that we speak with boldness, but that we know how to speak with boldness. Like, how do we speak with boldness? Well, here, we see that boldness comes from being filled with the Spirit. How do we speak in boldness? You're filled with the Spirit. They're filled with the Spirit. That's where the boldness comes from. That's where the love comes from. That's where the truth comes from. The compassion comes from. And they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And we see that there's other fillings. The, the, the Pharisees are filled as well. And they're filled with anger when they hear Jesus. It says they're filled with envy when they hear Jesus teach. It says that they're filled with jealousy at times. And so it tells us this reality is that we're all filled with something. There's something that we're all filled with that leads to us testifying or speaking boldly about. Each one of us. And what we are filled with will ooze out of us into the world, into the conversations, into our life, and into the people around us. And the word filled here, this is great. The word filled here, when the Spirit comes, it says that you're, it says it's like a sponge that water's poured into, and it's totally saturated. That it cannot hold any more than what is already there. So when you are, when you become a believer, it says that you are filled to the full, to the maximum, that you are filled. Scripture tells us that you are sealed, and it says that he is not going anywhere, that he loves you, that he cares for you, and he is going to be there and, and, and for all the time. And as you are filled, it will be what oozes out, what I said, what oozes out into the world and reflects the kingdom of God, reflects the love of Christ. That is what they're speaking boldly about. Okay, what we, what we boldly testify to? What we boldly testify, I'm rolling. What we're boldly testifying to is this. Okay, so you got it so far? Like the power of speaking boldly, right? And then how do we speak boldly? We're filled with the Spirit. He fills us up. 
and we naturally testify to that because it's in our heart. It's that he's in our life. He's doing stuff. And so we speak about it because that's who we are. We're filled and it's overflowing. Okay? What we boldly speak to. When they are told not to speak of Jesus, they say this. I love this. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And so, again, like, I, I just think they're kind of chilled about this. You know, I don't think they're angry. I think they're like, look, dude, you don't want to speak about Jesus? Well, who else are we going to speak about? We've been with him. We've seen what he's done. We've heard what he's taught. We're filled with the Spirit. If we don't speak about Jesus, what do you want to speak about? Like, camel cornflakes? I mean, well, I mean what... You know, what do you want, what do you, what, we don't have anything else to speak about. We are filled with him. We, can only, we can't not speak of him. We testify to who he is because we've been filled and we have seen what he has done and what we have heard. And we've experienced the reality of a kingdom. And they're just like, you know, you know it, 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 I don't know. Like, I know we're supposed to obey our rulers and authorities, but... This is the deal, dude. I can only speak about Jesus. I'm so sorry, but they are going to get Jesus. If I speak, it's going to be about Jesus. Okay? This is the truth. This is the reality. We testify to what we see and experience. We testify to not only what we know here, but it becomes truth in our life, and that's what we speak about. That's what we're excited about. You know, have you ever gone and you, like, buy a new iPhone or something, or you buy something that's really cool? And what do you do for the first few days? You're talking to everyone about it, right? Why? Because you're excited about it. You're experiencing, like, technology on the edge. You know, technology that is so exciting, you're fired up, and you're telling people about it because you're excited about it. And that's what it's talking about here. That's what happens. The apostles only testify to what they saw and cannot talk about anything else because, because it was their experience. It was their experience. And so... When you boldly testify about Jesus, or if you want to boldly testify about Jesus, then you have to know Jesus. You have to be filled with the Spirit. You have to spend time with Him. You have to be intimate with Him. Because only until those things are true, and He is saturated who you are to the full, and you know that, you know who He is, you have confidence in who He is, and as a result, you have confidence in who you are, you will speak boldly. And you will speak boldly in love. Because that you will testify to him. And the same is true on the other side of it. Well, look at the Pharisees. What, what happened to them? They wanted to, to kill him, right? They wanted to persecute him. They wanted to do all these things that Paul ended up pursuing and wanting to do. Right? That was the mindset. They arrested him, and they're wanting to do these things to him, to, to, to John and Peter. But what happens? They can't. Why can't? Why can't they? Because they've seen and heard something that has changed their mind. And so they can only testify. They can only do what they've seen and heard. And as a result, it leads to them, it changes their paradigm, and it leads to them doing something they didn't plan on doing. Testifying to a reality that they didn't plan on testifying because they saw and they heard something. Because we testify to our truth, what we've seen and heard in our life. What shall we do with these men? For they've done this notable thing. They've healed someone. What can we do? People are dancing and praising. There's power in what they say and do. We can't kill them. We can't do what we wanted to do. 
we have to scold them. You know, we have to, bad Peter and John, don't speak about Jesus. And then they leave, and they leave. Okay? That's why testimonies are so important. And why we do testimonies is that we communicate like today. You heard today about who Jesus is in the life of those folks, right? You heard about what he said to them. You, you heard about what their experience was with him, good and bad. You, you have known and you know now a reality that you might not have known when you came in today. There could have been a paradigm shift in who you know Jesus to be as a result of the truth that went out in their experience. And you will leave here today with a choice, either to believe that they're lying, right, or to believe that it's true. And if you believe that it's true, you will testify about it. You will tell stories about it as God brings people into your life. And you will move boldly into their life, reflecting a, a reality, you, you know, reflecting a paradigm that they would have not have known about. But because you have seen and heard, they will see and hear. Does that make sense? When you do speak in boldness, this is what I mean, you, 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 you like alter the universe when you speak boldly about Jesus. You alter the flipping universe. You change eternity. That's what happens when you speak in boldness about Jesus Christ to somebody who doesn't know him or to someone who knows him and is struggling with who he is. You change reality. I mean, it's crazy, the power we have in Christ. That's what he did, and that's what we do. Okay, what happens when we speak boldly? I love this part. Mm -hmm. Okay? And when they had praised, when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered uh, together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Boldness in the Spirit is already in each of us. He resides there. He has already saturated your soul and your heart and your life. He is there and he is waiting to come out. He has come into you and he has shaken. He has created an earthquake in your reality of who you are. He's changed your motives. He's changed your passions. He's changed your goals. He's changed the kingdom you live for. He's changed everything about you. He has shaken your life just like he came and shook the foundation that they were in. And the result was the manifestation that they, would, they just continued to do what they were doing. They continued to do what they were doing. When we encounter the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit. We are filled. We are saturated with him. He is in us. And he is longing to get out. He is longing for you just to open your mouth. And when he comes out, he whammies on people. He does things that are powerful, that don't make sense through you. Because he is in you. And when he comes out, he is who he is. We just have to be willing to be filled. For, ask for him to come. Where's like a balloon? Mm -hmm. I got a backup just for that very reason. It has a hole in it. You're not like that balloon. All right? You're like this green one, which means life. That is you being filled with the spirit, right? There's power in here. 
There's power in here now because this balloon who was flat, who was nothing, had nothing in them, had no power in them, was like a lazy old balloon like that laying on the floor. Sorry, balloon. And so what happens is the Holy Spirit, you say, I want this. The Holy Spirit comes in. He, breathes, he, he fills you up, fills you up with his power, with his love, with his, his excitement to build the kingdom of God for, for you to open your mouth, for you to open your mouth and, to, and, and just let him out. And when you let him out, there is power. When you let him out, he comes out. He comes out of you. And it's amazing what he does. And we never know what he's going to do. But he comes out to bring transformation, to bring life, to bring the kingdom of God. And people are just like, look at that. Look at what happened to Antley. He was like a flat balloon. And something's happened to him. He's powerful. There's something in him. There's something that I don't have. There's something that is glorious filling him and, and making him full of something. And I want to know what that is. And I just go, well, it's Jesus. And that's what happens. Except I stay full. Okay, that's where the analogy breaks down. Okay? That's what happens. I feel like one of the things God's asking you today is this. Are you going to hold me in? Are you going to hold me in? Are you, are you just open your mouth and let me out. I just need a willingness. You let me out, oh, snap. Things are going to change. I'm going to shake up your world. I'm going to come like an earthquake. I'm going to ruin your life. And I'm going to ruin the life of others because that's what I do in a good way, in a good way. Reorient, change our passion, change our love, change the source of which that comes from. Two things happen when this happens in our life. We allow the Spirit to fill us, and we allow, we open our mouths, and things happen. The first thing that happens is that um, we receive, like, an adrenaline dump. It's like we are injected with, let me be careful here, we're injected with something, like Holy Spirit drug, right? And our emotions intensify. We get a narrowing. We, have a, we, we get a purposeful focus. And we get filled with life. We get filled with a life that we never had when we speak boldly. Because, like I said earlier, we are shifting kingdom reality. We are, are, are breaking into people's lives and changing them here. And the Holy Spirit comes and changes them forever. Forever. For eternity, their life is changed. What greater? What great, there's no greater thing that we could be a part of. And so when we engage in that, we are filled with life to the full. We are blessed. But the other thing that happens is that we bless our Father. We bless our Father. You know, whenever I take my kids to North Carolina, um, when they were little, they would, I would take them to jump off scary things, right? Because I like... I like adventure, and so I take them to jump off scary things, and then I go, go jump off scary things. I'll watch you, okay? And they would go up, and sometimes they would be afraid. And so what I would do is I'd go up with them, and I'd go, let's jump off, and I'd jump off. And then when i get out of the water, I'd be like, hey, buddy, when you want to go up that higher place, I'll go with you, and I'll jump, and it'll be fun, it'll be safe, it'll be exciting. And, uh, but I don't pressure him or anything, right? But I kind of am. And uh, in a loving way, because I want them to take risks and get over fear. To let, to let the power out that's in them of who they are, who they've been created to be, not to walk in fear. Okay, and so eventually they'll go up there, and I'll be like, sweet. And I will go jump off with them if they want me to. And then uh, they'll start jumping off things. And as they've gotten older, it's been terrifying for me. Because now I'm following them around. 
because I want to I, I do the same thing that I did whenever they were little. I want to go with them. I want to experience life with them. I want to I help them and encourage them and bless them and, you know, to, to go for it, to enjoy life. But when they, they started, last year they jumped off 70-foot stuff. I'm not kidding you. And I, I bring my camera along wanting to care, encourage, bless them as always. And I'm like, I'm terrified and fearful, right? And, uh, and, and I do that. I do that. Because I like to see things come out of them. I like to see life come out of them. I like to, as their father, I love as their father to see them experiencing life to the full. And each of them, based on their personalities, bless me in a different way. Have different things that are inside of them that come out when they risk and they do these things. And this is true for all of their life. But that's what happens with the father. Okay, so he fills us. And he's created us in a unique way. Each of us very differently. No one else is like us. And he's filled us with his spirit, right? He's, and then he creates opportunities for us to move in power. And as we move in power, we open our mouths, we let the spirit release in us, and we become who he's created us to be, we bless his heart. He sees us, and he's like, oh, yeah, look at Aunt Lee. Look at him. He's blessing me. He's doing things I've created him to do that I've been waiting for him to do, that I've encouraged him to do. I've been walking with him. And every time he's jumped, I've been with him. Like Rihanna said, I've always been with him. I've always encouraged him. And look at what he's doing now. I love that. And there's a part, because I've been created uniquely, differently from everyone else, there's a part of his heart that only I can touch, that only I can bless. That's the second thing that happens in boldness. I mean, that, that's pretty amazing that God created you to bless him in a way that no one else can. You know, and there's, there's times, aren't there, in our life where we see God do something crazy, and we're like, oh, my word. Didn't that just blow your mind? Like, God just did that. You heard those testimonies. You're like, how can, I mean, God is so good. That's incredible. How he did that, there was this miracle, and there was this power. It doesn't make sense, and it's just magnificent. Look at him. God is great. God is good, and we've all seen that, right? When we move in power, God looks at us and says the same thing. When you move in power, when you speak boldly, he looks at you, and he says, Anais, oh my gosh, she's crazy woman. Look at Terry. Look at what Terry's doing. He's just done something that shifted the kingdom. Oh, my word, Terry. That is awesome. That is amazing. You're amazing. I can't believe you did it that way. I created you to do it that way. I knew you were going to do it that way. But I can't believe how amazing you are, how powerful you are. Steve, you are so powerful. I love how the Spirit did that in you, and you released it. And God is, you're blowing his mind. When you move in power, you blow his mind. I mean, he knows what you're going to do and all that stuff, right? But he loves it. As a loving father, he sees that, and it jacks him up, and he gets fired up, and he loves it. That, that, that is, that's who we are. That's what we've been created for. And when we speak boldly, we, we shape the world around us. We shape kingdom eternity, and we impact the father's heart in a way that causes him to sing and to dance and to, and to experience love and joy and all the things that he is in a unique and powerful way. And so, if we want to do what this disciples did, we want to be like the disciples are, we have to walk like the disciples. We have to do what they did. We have to believe this is who Jesus is. This is who I am. I'm confident in that. And Lord, when you present opportunity, I'm just going to open my mouth 
and let power come out. And when I do, I know that it's going to rock my world, it's going to rock their world, and it's going to rock your world, Father. And I love that, to know that I'm blessing you as I worship you with how I live. Let's stand.